The Bible Like It's Reality TV. Hey, y'all, I'm Kristen. And I'm Janae. And welcome to the KJV Bible for Basics. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, we are spilling tea. Are you ready? Because here we go. So I am so excited because today we're kicking off season two. Season two. Yes. So our series for season two is Petty Jesus. Y'all. Oh my gosh. Y'all. Jesus is a little petty. He a little petty. He a little petty. And that's just facts. And I am so excited to talk about it. So Janae, let's, because I already know that about like, at least 20 people just slam signed off. Yeah. They have nothing left to, to say after we over here calling Jesus petty. So before we get into the episode, explain to us and our listeners um, what petty Jesus means and why we're talking about it. So petty Jesus is really just our way of saying that Jesus has some moments where he just shut it down. He didn't care about, necessarily care about like your feelings or how Mm -hmm. it came off. He just went straight for the gutter. He said things and did things that like most people wouldn't characterize as Jesus, especially, especially in Western culture where most Christians, especially evangelical shape and no shade, see Jesus as like (laughs) this, like either one of two things, either he's like this you know daisy loving hippie where everything is just lovely and flowers and daisies and then he runs through the field of daisies and picks them to go get them to all the children right he's either that or it's like this fire brimstone you're going to hell if you breathe type thing and when you read the bible and truly see like the life of jesus what i learned as an adult is like he's neither right both at the same time right and so he's and so he's much more funny than than we're taught he's much more witty than we're we're taught (laughs) yo he's so witty yeah he's so witty he is like like the king of puns like for his time even the way he talked like one fact that i learned um as an adult is uh jesus was asked throughout the text um over 300 questions he only directly answered three of them the others he answered with a question Mm -hmm. that's funny it's super funny (laughs) and it's extremely petty because if some if you have a bunch of people coming to you literally daily asking you questions and your only response to them is another question you're petty you're super petty (laughs) look don't never give nobody a straight answer because imagine if your co-worker did that like you will punch them in their face but that's how jesus lived his entire life he never answered questions can you just imagine if your mom came up to you and was like hey yo can you do this and you were like can i (laughs) big facts big facts right so that's why we say jesus is petty and so we wanted to highlight some of our favorite stories where jesus didn't act like the quintessential quote-unquote savior that you would think he wasn't the rose um the rose throwing hippie and he wasn't the fire and brimstone you're going to hell he was somewhere in between and so we wanted to have a full season where we talk about some of our favorite stories where jesus was literally like me and you absolutely i i think that sometimes we get so caught up in the supernatural side of jesus that we forget that like jesus is literally emmanuel he's god with us um he he's god in human form which means he has 
human actions, human emotions, and human behavior. And though we need to remember that he is indeed God in the flesh and that he is a supernatural being, that he was also in human form. And and when we read the scripture and look at like the human side of Jesus, we're able to then like recognize how we should behave in our own very human lives when we encounter the same like problems or emotions that Jesus did in the scripture. So yeah, our first episode... It's called, y'all, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Because <laughs> he's so savage in this story. Such so savage. savage. It's called Premeditated Table Flipping. Yeah. I'm so excited. So, Janae, tell us about Premeditated Table Flipping. Yes. Well, real quick, before I get to that, if you're interested in more Savage Jesus, Stephen Furtick did an entire sermon series on Savage Jesus a couple years back. I want to say it was like 2019, so it wasn't that far back, but it's really good, and he has some great Petty Jesus stories. Absolutely. Fantastic. And he's the OG, so check him out. Yeah. So anyway, so let's set the stage, y'all. Jesus is in ministry. This is after he's gotten baptized. He's a little bit over 30. You know what I'm saying? He's 30, flirty, and thriving. (laughs) Yes! 30, flirty, and thriving. (laughs) So he's chilling with the, the disciples as he always is. And he's on his way to Jerusalem because it's Passover. So Passover, if you don't know, is the Jewish holiday where they where they basically are celebrating when um, the Jews were in in Egypt. I'm gonna say Israel when the Jews were in Egypt. They ain't found and, Israel yet. <laughs> yeah, they ain't found Israel yet. But they're basically Passover is when they're talking about when they put uh, blood over the door uh, so that their first sons wouldn't die. So they didn't just drop dead, y'all. Right. right. So if you've watched the Prince of Egypt, mm-hmm. you've seen that part where they put the blood of the lamb over the the doorpost or the animal over the doorpost. So what they do every year is they go home and they celebrate with food, with activities. They turn up. It's like the biggest yeah. like cookout ever. Yeah, it's like your it's like your favorite side of the family, which is your mama's side. Everybody's <laughs> don't mama. nobody like their daddy. Yeah, side. yeah, it's your mama's side of the family family reunion. You Wait, da- that's not even a white black thing because I like my mama's side better too. Yeah, that's that was, facts. Absolutely. Oh wow, everybody's mama's side is their favorite, <laughs> and they and your cousins on your mama's side are always your favorite too. I'm weak. Stop playing with me. So they literally is. So think of it as that you going home wherever you're from, and it is your mama's side of the family family reunion. So you're hype you ready you know you about to so eat ready. good you know you about to turn up you know you about to see all your favorite people literally like and then it's it's not only your mama's family it's your mama's family cookout but your daddy's family show up too and then they bring all their family because literally there's thousands of people at this passover it's the biggest turn up right so this festival is lit so jesus is on his way there because hello he's a jew and he's about to see all his homies and then some so he's been working for at least a year in my perspective because a lot of people know who he is he's done a lot of miracles at this time the bible doesn't give a specific time frame but for argument's sake let's say he's been in ministry for a year so he done upgraded from youth pastor to you know next generation pastor you know i cannot she said (laughs) upgraded from youth to next gen right 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 he's the young adult pastor now he's not the youth pastor anymore he got you know young adults now okay hello millennials hey (laughs) y'all We are we are not the young adults anymore, y'all. We are uh, old. We're we're old. Mm. So anyway, 
Anyway, Jesus is on his way there. He's with his homies. They get to like the outside of the city where like you can see the city. So like they like you know like have you ever been to Atlanta, Kristen? I and so not. oh you haven't? No. Yeah. I know I'm so uncultured. So when you're going into Atlanta like from from the airport, like it's not like uh DC where you're just like in the city as soon as you land. You gotta drive a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so you can see as you're traveling into the city off the interstate. You know, you can see all the buildings in the distance. And as you're getting closer, you get more excited, that kind of thing. So that's where Jesus is. And um, as he's coming in, this is the part where if you went to church, uh, Sunday school rather, then this is the part where he rides in on the donkey, right? So he comes in on the donkey. He enters the city. He goes to the temple to see like what the people of God are up to. And realizes these hoes are inside of the church selling, gambling, like just prostituting, like just doing the most. They turn the inside of the church into Vegas. Mm-hmm. And he's like, bruh, uh, hello, what are y'all doing? Y'all know y'all are in the temple. Like, what? So, naturally, he gets mad. And um, when Jesus gets mad, he doesn't do the whole like, well, let's just hold hands, brothers and sisters. No, this man leaves the temple. He goes and gets a whip material, okay, which at that time was probably leathers. Yeah, I would. Well, leather was a little bit more expensive, but let's say for argument's sake, it was leather. He goes and finds it. He braids it up. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. So he he literally went and got a switch, y'all. Yes, a whole switch. He returns back to the temple and starts whipping people with his little whip. He overturns all the tables of the people who were selling stuff. People were selling, like, livestock. They were selling their bodies. Ah. <laughs> they, <were> selling. <laughs> they had people, like, ready to, like, exchange currency. Like, this was, like, the mall or something. Like, yes. they literally just had so much going on. He overturns all the tables. He whips all of them, like, so bad that and they, like, says, get out the this temple. temple. <laughs> get out. You are no longer welcome at the cookout. Goodbye. First <laughs> of all, let's talk about it. Because I looked it up on, 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 on online. Jesus was not even over six feet. Okay, probably. <laughs> so here you got this little man. And by little, I mean like, okay, for me, my standard is six feet. If you ain't six feet. You little. Yeah, you, you little. little. Sorry. There, there's nothing Sorry, guys. to talk about. So you have this man. First of all, why did nobody fight him? <laughs> why didn't anybody fight him? Because, you know, like, I mean, in our heads, we're like, it's Jesus. No, but half these people didn't believe in him. Yeah, they were just there anyway. Like, nobody even tried to put their hands on him. No. Because, listen, where I'm from, if they would have if he would have done that, he would have got shot. Period. That would have been the end of the blood of the land. That would have been the end of Jesus. So, look, savior or not, he would have got shot. Period. (laughs) Jesus, savior or not. You don't come, no, don't come flipping no table whipping me with your, with your hand braided whip. Right. Now, now, mind you, if that would have happened and he would have got shot where I'm from, then, you know, he probably could have healed himself. But the point is, right. somebody would have said something. <laughs> so, anyway, he flips this table and the Pharisees get mad, of course. And they come and they're like, yo, um, you're not supposed to do that. And basically, Jesus leaves and is like, I do what I want. And right, he right. leaves and goes to Bethany. And it's great. 
So yeah, when I read this story as an adult, I was like, first of all, Jesus is wilding right now. He like, is. He, he's he real wild, wild, bruh. I thought the Lord was slow to anger. What is going on with him? So Kristen, when you read that story, what like what was the first thing that I laughed because that's my energy. Like that's <laughs> the, that's like that's the story that I used for a justification to be a psycho. But Jesus flipped tables. My but, savior flipped tables. But he flipped tables. But no, for real, um, I did laugh. Um, but I really wanted to like understand um, why it is he behaved that way because most of the time in the other scriptures, yes, y'all will you'll hear throughout this season that he's often petty, but this was an extreme case for yeah. him and how he behaved. And so I I wanted to understand like what it meant for him to to act that way and what i took away from it is it was justifiable anger as you mentioned they're standing on the steps of the temple so yeah it's a turn up it's whatever but first and foremost before you eat good before you do all that they're supposed to like worship and so you have all these people coming to worship and everybody that's selling at the temple they're literally taking advantage of all of these people Mm There was a need. They needed the livestock because part of worship was sacrifice. Um, So they needed livestock. The sale of the animals um, for worship and sacrifice was needed. But they came in and they took an advantage of God's house and God's people. Yeah, because they knew everybody didn't live there. Most people, in fact, didn't live in or around the city. They knew they were foreigners, so they did what what regularly happens in, in Southeast D.C. You take advantage <laughs> of people who don't know where they're going. Like, period. Period. You period. But, but, like, yeah, legit. And so they're taking advantage. They're, like, marking, marking prices up, doing all that right. shady stuff. And so... One thing that really stood out to me is that, um, and how it's applicable to our lives now, is even if there's a need in the house, Mm -hmm. God cares about the heart behind it. Because Jesus did not care that they needed livestock. Like I said, it was it was a legitimate need to sacrifice. He cared that they were he was they were in there like taking advantage and the heart behind what they were doing. And it reminds me of these fools. Like we all know, we all know somebody up in church who thinks that they're cute because they're there quote filling a need. Like i.e. the drummer who comes every single solitary week. (laughs) just so he can smash the entire choir shade but no shade okay okay like here yes i'm young are we gonna be petty this whole season we're gonna be petty the entire season it's petty jesus so like the drummer who comes up in there to smash all the the choir members he thinks that he's cute because he's in there filling it fulfilling a need and and we need a drummer you want to worship we got a drummer but his heart behind it is not there and so jesus comes up to this temple and he's like Basically, I don't like your heart. And if your heart's not right, get out. Right. Get out. So that was a major point that I took away. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Kristen. And just, like, putting yourself in their shoes. If you were a person who, like, came there and, like, was, like, buying something, what would have been your reaction? Like, you just traveled, you know, several days to get there. I think I would have walked up to Jesus and been, like, like tried to dap him up. <laughs> like, like, yo. Like, you I, know you're getting taken advantage of, but you can't help it because, like, literally you don't live here. So, right. you need supplies. Like, I would go dap him up and be like, yo, bro, think, like, thanks for looking out. Like, for real. <laughs> thanks for looking out cause, because I didn't know what else to do. But you were like, you got my back. Right. Like, like, I really would have been like, like, what you doing after this? Where are you going? I'm trying to, I'm trying to chill. <laughs> I 
would have been like, so I already paid for goat. Like, can I get that back? Look, we'll see, no, so so you have to think about it though. Like, this is the part that we we didn't talk about. He flipped the tables, which means all of the money was laying on the ground. Right. Which means I would have got a couple of handfuls right. prior to going to Dap Him Up. I got my money back and some, and I'm I don't feel guilty. I just robbed the people who are robbing me. It is what it is. Right. I would have got my money back and kept my little livestock that I bought. Period. Period. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. So they asked Jesus, including the disciples, they're like, yo, like, what did you do that for? And Jesus basically replies and, and with the law and is like, is it not written? My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. That in itself, low key, petty. Petty. Because Super like, petty. Um, don't you know this? Duh. And of course, he already knows that they know this. They're like pharisees they are disciples like most most of them are there because of the law that talks about passover yes of course they know that it says that so he said so that's his response to them and and i love like in the niv version it says that basically uh the b clause of the niv version uh says because the whole crowd was amazed at his teachings bruh he all he did was tell y'all what was in the law which y'all already know so they were amazed at the teachings they already knew that's funny like i thought that that was so funny um because the teachings that he's talking about is um were from prophets that came before him from isaiah from the prophet jeremiah they had said it twice already like at least twice in the law so these people were jews like they already knew this it's stuff. It's basically like when your best friend tells you something yeah. and you don't believe it until your pastor says the same thing. Right. Because that's my life every week. Right. It's like when, you're, when your mom tells you something and then you talk to your aunt and she says and you're like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. And yeah. your mom is like, well, I just told you that. I just told you to leave I'm him alone. He's trash. Like, yeah, but she said but he's trash because he has daddy issues. And I just know that. And, and the mom is like, okay, I whatever. I literally said that. <laughs> Big but yeah, fact. it just That's reminded me of that. And I, I love that because it really is like just the depiction of me personally. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about myself. It'd be me for me because <laughs> <laughs> I literally will read something in the Bible and I can picture seven other people that I know that need to hear it. But when it comes to me in the same exact situation, I'd be like, Mm-mm, I don't get it. That make I don't no sense. I don't see how that could improve my life at all. <laughs> so. That's a really interesting point. Yeah. He was so petty for that. Down channel. And you know he said it like, like he y'all. Y'all. I just need to make this clear. He flipped a table right. three and a half seconds before. So it wasn't like he was like, Don't you know? He was probably yelling and some more stuff. Don't y'all know? Is it not written? Yeah. <laughs> Look, yes, we got some hand claps and stuff going yeah. on. He was going off right there. Um, so another thing that really stood out to me about the fact that he was going off is he was sticking up for his father's house and his father's business and and the word, right? right. You just read, you know, what um, he was quoting from prophets and, and um, the law before him. And it really, really, really just reiterated it reiterated to me that when we stick up or when we talk about um like the word of god and our father's business that we should be like fervent and passionate that there there should be no like passiveness um to the way that that we serve and the way that we honor god and when we see other people dishonoring god now with with that being said yes here's my (laughs) disclaimer people who 
have um, admitted salvation and want to be held accountable because if they don't believe, they don't believe. You can't hold them accountable to something that you believe. That's just what it is. But if you have people in your life who like want to to like live a godly life and claim to to be living like these people standing on the 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 steps selling stuff um supposed to be serving god if they're claiming to serve god right and they're claiming um to do god's work but you see that their heart behind it and their behavior is really damaging to god's people or people who are not <laughs> saved then it's our job, it's our duty to passionately and fervently stick up for our father's business just like Jesus did. And also, I want to also put another disclaimer in there. He wasn't, Jesus wasn't doing this based off of like an assumption of, of their um, Period. Intentions. It was literally he, he witnessed knew, it. Yeah. Like he knew because he knew them. So my disclaimer is... Holding someone accountable, make sure you're doing it to someone that you personally know. Yes. Holding someone someone accountable whose phone number you don't have, literally, that's a whole other thing. But, like, no, no. don't do that. If you cannot reach that person directly, talking about them on social media, hello, y'all who don't like mega pastors. Um, <laughs> Mind your business. Okay. Absolutely. But <laughs> I agree with all of that. This is This is, like, or when it's, like, blatant, obvious, like, just plain immoral yeah. like like you beating your wife yeah i mean like there's obviously like use some common sense folks right. don't don't twist my words because we love to do that but that's one thing that really stood out to me that um that he he reacted that way that he did and he was so passionate about like clearing out them hoodlums <laughs> that we should do the same um when we see people that we love um doing wrong like yeah. knowingly doing wrong and um the key part is knowingly dishonoring God. Yeah. Um, another thing that I, uh, when I read this, I had to ask myself, like, why this? Like, why, why did he get so passionate um, about, like, this in particular? And one of the things that I felt like Holy Spirit was saying to me when I was reading it was basically um, that one of the things that, like, broke God's heart about this whole situation, because please understand, though he was angry, he was also sad. Yes. The, the, so, yeah, he was basically, uh, so Jesus acted because the heart of the father was sad. So Jesus, it, it came out and manifested in Jesus as anger, which is not a sin, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, it manifested as anger, but it was because the heart of the father was sad. Mm. And I believe that one of the reasons the heart of the father was sad is because people were selling symbols of God without um, two people who were trying to get closer to God without allowing them to experience God. So what I mean by that is that's a, that religious spirit, you know, like people who, um, oh no, we got a first Sunday is, you know, um, communion and we got to hold to these rituals because if we don't, those type of people, like people who hold on to the law, People who think that they can find God by like doing church well, um, doing rituals, um, and having or selling items rather than having a relationship. Uh, I think that that was probably one of the saddest parts for the heart of the father yeah. because he's like, no, no, no. The point of Passover, yes, is a turn up, but it's also like so I can talk to y'all hoes. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I want to talk to I'm, my people. I'm trying to talk to y'all. Yes, yeah, I want to so talk good. to my people and I can't because y'all are selling them symbols so they don't even want to like do anything else or talk to me or do like anything involving have a re having a relationship because they think all I want is stuff. 
Yeah. When I made this stuff, so I don't need this stuff. The whole purpose of me saying, hey, I want you to sacrifice a lamb is so that you will remember me. Like, yeah. it's so that you will remember, like, the purity. You know what I mean? Like, you remember, like, what I did by saving your firstborn sons. Like, I want you to remember those things. I don't want you to hold on to those things as if they're me. So it would be like, you know, if you got a... It just reminds me of this episode <laughs> of Moesha. <laughs> where her... When she was in college and her roommate had a crush on Samuel L. Jackson. And so she had... Uh, so she goes in her roommate's room and realizes there's a cardboard cutout of Samuel L. Jackson. Week. So Moesha... So the roommate comes home and Moesha like hides in the closet or something like that. And basically the roommate like starts interacting with the cardboard cutout. Like it's the real thing. She's like, you want to eat? and she's like fake feeding him and she she gets so excited she like bum rushes him and like hops on the bed and like mounts him and starts kissing and making out with the cardboard cutout and it's literally like the same thing that these people were doing they're like selling these symbols of God and he's like you know that's not Not actually me right like I'm over here hello right that's so good and Jesus sees that and knows that that's what's going on yeah that's so good I think another thing um because I already mentioned like Jesus does a lot of petty things, but it's in this moment he's so, like, he flips out. Literally <laughs> flips out. And so I, I just over and over again, like, am reading it and trying to figure out, you know, if he's behaving that way, what does that say about, like, how he feels, what's going on yeah. in regards to, to, like, why he doesn't behave that way in, in other situations. And one thing that also really stood out to me, it's... um clear manipulation of people in the name of God. They are literally using the name of his father to manipulate and take advantage of people. And what I gathered from it and what I felt like the spirit was telling me is that that grieves God's heart more than anything else. That when we are literally in his name, taking advantage and um, manipulating and hurting people and then like covering it with well that's what Jesus said or that's what God said because right. we Christians we famous for that I can Listen. tell you I know at least 50 people who've done it in their life I've probably done it but the way that Jesus reacted so so angry uh, angrily and so passionately it just shows that um it's this instant it, it is using the name of god the house of god the things of god to literally knowingly take advantage of people that grieves him more than anything else yes that's so good so good yeah oh so janae you said earlier um that that um we would come back to this but we coming back to it now you said that anger is not a sin because i think that a lot of people will listen to this story read this story and like are likely confused by what they've been taught because you know over the years we heard that it's like not cool to be angry so this is a clear instance of justifiable justifiable anger so explain more to me about being angry not being a sin yeah, so anger is an emotion. And so it would be, in my words, God didn't say this, but Janae said this. <laughs> it would be dumb, dumb. to be, to, to list sin as, uh, to list anger as a sin because it's not a sin to be sad. It's not a sin to be happy. It's literally just an emotion. It's how it 
can be a sin is how you express that. So I'll give you an example. So being angry is not a sin because like I said, it's just an emotion. It's how that manifests in your life physically is where it can be um, a sin. So I'll give you an example. If a man, um, like using Chris's example, if, he, if a man beats his wife, that is sin. Him being angry at his wife is not a sin for whatever she did or did not do or whatever is justified or not justified. Um, but him being angry, his reaction to whatever the, 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 the environmental stimulus is, is not a sin. It's the fact that he put his hands on her that is the sin. Mm. Because quite easily what most of us would say is, what, what do you do if a woman makes you angry? Walk away. He can still be angry when he walks yeah, away. That's good. But if when he acts on it, if that causes harm, damage to someone else, or even to yourself, that's when it becomes a sin. You just being angry is fine. God is not like, oh, look at you angry, you're going to hell. No, he's looking at what you do with that anger. Because same thing, if I'm angry and I turn and I go pray about it, he's not mad at that. He's not mad that I'm angry. Or if I'm angry and I go for a walk, he's not mad at that. It's the same thing. But if I'm angry and I go and punch walls and damage properties and cuss people out and tell them where they're going and how they can get there and how they got me effed up, all that stuff is unnecessary because I quite literally could have kept that to myself. Yeah, that's so good. And um, just so you can verify, it is scriptural. So I don't know how we get the idea that like it's bad to be ang angry. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 26, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. So it tells us right there, like be angry. It, it, it gives us the freedom to feel that emotion, um, but just follows it up with like Janae was saying, don't sin, don't go beat your wife, don't go punch holes, don't go shoot somebody in the chest because they made you mad. Be angry, but do not sin. So coupling that verse, Janae, be angry, do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger with this story of Jesus um, flipping the tables. What do you, how do you think they coincide? Yeah, absolutely, because Jesus was what is called justifiably angry. He's not sinning um, because, again, he's being zealous for the heart of the Father. He is not, he didn't, like, kill somebody. He, did, You know what I mean? Like, he didn't do anything excessive. He was literally acting out of uh, justifiable anger because the bigger, well, the sin was that they were doing impure things in and about the house of God. That was the sin. The reaction to the sin was the judgment. It was the correction of the sin, if that makes sense. That is good. Yeah, so it's like, so giving you a real life example, it'd be like, um, let me think real quick. It'd be like if you told your child or toddler or whatever, young child, um, hey, you're not allowed to uh, drink milk after 10 p.m. That's your rule of your house. Nobody in your house, including yourself, you're not allowed to do that. Your child one day decides they're going to get milk at 11.59 at night. They get milk and they spill it everywhere. Now, are you, now what's the sin here? Was it them spilling the milk or was it the fact that they were out doing something that they were not supposed to be doing that you asked them not to do? Well, the sin is they were being disobedient. You made a rule for your house. They did not follow it because here's the thing. Had they not been, had they had followed that rule, the milk wouldn't have spilled. 
Therefore, you, you know what I mean? And so it's the same thing in this situation. Okay, he went and got a whip and, and overturned tables. Great. But guess what? He wouldn't have to do that if they were not doing those things and selling and prostituting doing. the house of God. So, yeah, that's really good. So um, I have the, the definition here for justifiable anger. It is a sense of outrage at the injustices of the world. So here in this moment, Jesus was angry and his anger was justifiable because it was an injustice to the name of God and God's house um, to behave that way. And he didn't hurt people. He flipped the tables. He made a point. He drove them out. Um which is how his freedom to be angry at this injustice should give us an example of how we should behave. We don't necessarily need to like go drive people out all the, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it does mean is that when our anger is justified, that we don't have to run from it. We don't have to push it down. We don't have to bury it because it's in those moments when it will come back and explode on us later. Um, rather, we should acknowledge Uh, the anger and the injustice that caused it so we can properly handle it and move past it yep yep all right guys so that's it for episode one of season Season two two. petty savage petty 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 jesus Jesus. where we can't wait until next time (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to this episode make sure that you tune in the last monday of every month so you can hear something brand new from us In the meantime, make sure that you stay connected. Follow our Instagram page at KJV underscore Bible for Basics. Or you can follow us individually. My Instagram is my underscore Janae time. And mine is underscore call me Kristen. Yeah, make sure that you like this, that you comment, that you share with your mother, your brother, and everybody else. And we'll see you next time. Lift off and the clock has started. Beautiful, beautiful. Welcome home. You've been listening to a Believer Entertainment production.